जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जन वल्लभ गिरिवरदारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरवन चारी यमुना तीरवन चारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जन वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यमुना तीरवन तारी यमुना तीरवन तारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
जय राधा मदन मोहन राधा मदन मोहन राधे जय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जय राधा गोपीनाथ राधा गोपीनाथ राधे जय राधा कालाचंदी राधा कालाचंदी राधे जय जय जगन्नाथ जगन्नाथ बोलो देव जय जय सुभद्रा नीताई गौरारी बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नीताई गौर हरि बोल Hare Krishna We will be reading from Shri Chaitanya Charitamrit Madhya Leela chapter 4 uh, verse 105 onwards <clears throat> E mata vatsara dui karila sevana एक दिन पूरी घोषणी देखी लस्वपन एई मता वत्सरा दुई करिला सेवन एक दिन पूरी घोषणी देखी लस्वपन एई मता इन दिस वे वत्सरा इयर्स दुई टू करीला परफॉर्म सेवना वर्शिप एक दिन वन डे पुरी गोशानी माधवेंद्रपुरी देखिला सॉ स्वपना अ ड्रीम इन दिस वे द डीटी वर्शिप इन द टेम्पल वॉज वेरी गॉर्जियसली परफॉर्म फॉर टू इयर्स देन वन डे माधवेंद्रपुरी हैड अ ड्रीम वील रिसाइड प्रॉब्ली फाइव सिक्स मोर एंड देन वील डिस्कस This is uh, uh, one uh, Madhya Lila chapter four, uh, verse one zero five onwards, four point one zero five onwards. So probably those who have access to it, you can we can also take turns to read like just the sloka and then the translation. So <clears throat> I'll read one more. Gopalaka he puri amara tapanahi yaya. मलयाज चंदन लेपत बेसे जुड़ाय मलयाज 
In his dream, Madhavendra Puri saw Gopal, who said, My bodily temperature still has not decreased. Please bring sandalwood from the Malaya province and spear, smear the pulp over my body to cool me. Purport. The deity of Gopala had been buried within the jungle for many years. And although he was installed and offered thousands of pots of water, he still felt very hot. He therefore asked Madhavendra Puri to bring sandalwood from the Malaya province. Sandalwood produced in the Malaya province is very popular. That province is situated on the western ghat, the hill of Nilagiri. And the hill of Nilagiri is sometimes called Malaya Hill. The word Malayaja is used to indicate the sandalwood produced in Malaya province. Sometimes the word Malaya refers to the modern country of Malaysia. Formerly this country also produced sandalwood, but now it, they have found it profitable to produce rubber trees. Although the Vedic culture was once prevalent in Malaysia, now all the inhabitants are Muslims. The Vedic culture is now lost in Malaysia, Java and Indonesia. Anybody wants to read the next one? can repeat after me. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya <clears throat> Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudiraye Nashtapraeshwabadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Ruttamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Krishnaya Vasudevaya Devaki Nandanaya Cha Nandagopa Kumaraya Govindaya Namo Namaha Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha 
श्रीरूपाम साग्रजातम सहगणा रघुनाथान्वितम ताम सजीवम साद्वैतम सावदूतम परिजना सहितम कृष्ण चैतन्य देवम श्री राधा कृष्ण पदान सहगणा ललिता श्री विशाखान्वितांश हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिकाकांत राधाकांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचाकल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्यच पतिताभ्यो जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Hare Krishna. So thank you all for joining us for the Bhagavatam class today. Uh, <clears throat> since this passage uh, speaks about Sripad Madhavendra Puri and the beautiful reciprocation that he experienced through the deity of Gopalji, I thought I'll take this opportunity uh, to speak a little bit on the topic of reciprocation of the deities, uh, especially for my own purification and for the pleasure of the devotees assembled here as well as listening online. So, <clears throat> this particular passage from the Chaitanya Charitamrita is where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is glorifying Sripad Madhavendra Puri. By the way, the next Sunday is the appearance day of Sripad Madhavendra Puri. It's a very nice coincidence for me to prepare my consciousness and it is also the uh, appearance of Shishi Radha Raman Dev next Sunday and of course Saturday is Narasimha Chaturdashi as all of us know so I thought I'll take this opportunity to speak a little bit on this topic of reciprocation of the deities and uh, I'll try to share a few thoughts uh, as well as whatever I've heard from our gurus and our acharyas and learned from Prabhupada's purports in a form so that it can be easy for me to accept in my consciousness. So, I am going to speak on uh, deities as such, uh, the science of the deities uh, and how the Lord is so merciful to accept a deity form and then share some nectarian stories of the exchange of wonderful love between the deities and the great devotees of the Lord. Uh, including Sripad Madhavendra Puri. And then the three prominent deities in our Sampradaya, uh, Shri Shri Madan Mohanji, Shri Radha Govindji and Shri Radha Gopinath. So I'll end with a little bit about uh, understanding how we, what is our mood in worshipping them as given by our Acharya. So, <clears throat> so as I mentioned, uh, 
this uh, conversation about the deities comes in the Srimad Bhagavatam when Lord Krishna, just before he left the planet, he also had a very elongated or a long dialogue with Uddhava. And that is called as Uddhava Gita that comes in the 11th canto. Just as the Lord spoke to Krishna, his dear, sorry, uh, to Arjuna, his dear friend, and that is the Bhagavad Gita that we all know, 700 plus shlokas. Similarly, the Lord spoke to Uddhava also because Uddhava also was his really very close friend and cousin. So, he, whatever he spoke, one chapter in the Bhagavatam is entitled, Lord Krishna instructs on the deity worship. So, in that it is given, uh, Lord Krishna is explaining to Uddhava that, I am, I accept anything that is offered to me in my deity form. And he says, what is a deity? He explains that there are eight elements that are bona fide to form a deity of the Lord to start with. Because in today's day and age, there is a lot of confusion about idol worship versus uh, deity worship, murti versus vigraha. And also, if you think about it, only in the Vedic culture, the practice of worshipping the Lord in the form of deities is available. Every, In fact, the, the, the very modern, I wouldn't say modern, these new developments in the form of religions like Christianity or Muslim religions or for that matter even Jain religion, they all do not have, in fact Christianity condemns deity worship. But of course that these are very modern day um, shallow understandings of the spirituality. But from, from our perspective, from a Vedic perspective, the Lord himself is sharing that we can form a deity, a vigra of myself from eight ingredients, eight elements. So they are the stone, uh, 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 mud, I mean, or clay, sorry, stone, wood, metal, clay, sand, paint, jewels, and the mind. So even the mind is a bona fide. So we can actually, in our own mind, form a deity of the Lord. And worship it. And there are many great saints who have done that. So these eight jewels, you know, we know about wood. Lord Jagannath is Daru Brahma, you know, he's in the form of the wood. Stone or marble, uh, most of the deities are made of that. We have metal deities, you know, deities. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, most of the Gaurnitai deities are metal deities. Like that. Sand, clay, mud, um, and paint. Like that. So, Krishna is explaining to Uddhava that these are the eight bona fide things. Anything else, like in today's day and age, we have plaster of Paris, we have what all, you know, so many things. But they are not, the Lord will not accept anything through that. That is not bona fide enough. That is one. And then, he also explains to Uddhava that my deity form can be, can be established in two ways. One is what is called as temporary and other is permanent. So temporary means, you know, when we do the yajyas, we invoke the presence of the Lord in the in the fire or anything. There are so many different vidhis by which we invoke the presence of the Lord in a temporary way. And then we even, it is said when we do kirtan, we are establishing the Lord in the form of sound vibration. That's why when we start, we start slow and we end, we end slow. So we request the deities, Harinam, you know, to go like that. So, there is a temporary invocation of the Lord, His presence 
in in certain things and then there is a permanent invocation which we all know we perform using one of these eight elements when the vigras are made we perform uh, stapana there are two types of stapana prema pratishta and prana pratishta and once the prana pratishta especially is done that that lord is in there forever it's permanent that is what we see and it is of course it is said uh, there is a beautiful shloka which says shruti smriti puranaadi pancharatriki vidim vidha vina ekantikir harer bhakti utpatae vai kalpate that shruti smriti puranaadi pancharatri vidim vina if we try to worship without the reference or the instructions given in the shruti smriti puran and pancharatrika vidhi especially shila prabhupad established uh, not 100% but a, a lot of our deity worship happens using the pancharatrika vidhi system so uh, if it is done through that then the lord is permanently there there is no question of not being there like that and that is what we see you know as the story some of the stories that we'll see uh, how thousands of years after a deity was established and it got lost in oblivion for multiple reasons the lord wants to come back and be worshiped so that is the power of when we invoke the presence of the lord in a deity form he is there forever long after we are gone the, all the deities will continue to bless you know uh, all the entire mankind like that so the other aspect of the deities is it is such an amazing if the more we contemplate on it the more we realize that it is such a unprecedented mercy of the lord that he decides to limit himself you know as we all know you know advaitam achyutam anadim ananta roopam adyam purana purusham navayavanam so he is he is ananta he is infinite and he is like uh, he is independent he is swarat the supreme personality of god there are innumerable there are no there is no limit to the adjectives we can give to the lord but some for our own consciousness advaitam achyutam anadim ananta roopam and then swarat swarat means independent but by his causeless mercy the lord decides to become dependent the independent lord accepts a deity form and becomes dependent because in the form of the deity he is dependent on our care independent on the mercy of being fed on time in worshiped on time dressed on time like that so it is only the mercy of the lord that the infinite accepts a finite form he has forms he can have multiple forms but he accepts a certain form based on our to to satisfy our consciousness so that we can connect otherwise the lord is everywhere you know in the in the shrimad bhagavad gita he says aham sarvasya pravo matta sarvam pravartate iti batva majante ma buddha bhava samanvita i am from me emanates everything and i am everywhere i am all pervading but we can't really connect to the lord so easily unless we see him. only when we enter the temple hall our consciousness changes to the presence of the lord outside as soon as we go outside maya immediately mostly at least for me she will catch you know it's like that so the consciousness changes it's like that magical line between you know <laughs> which which is the presence of the the lord in the form of the deity so 
So that is the uh, mercy of the Lord that he agrees to uh, come in the form of a restricted form in one sense. Restricted is not a right word, but a form where he is dependent on us. That is his mercy. So with that understanding, I would like to share the pastime that is being referred today here, uh, the pastime of Sripad Madhavendra Puri and a few others for our own uh, purification here. So, um, Sripad Madhavendra Puri was um, a great Goswami in the Madhva Sampradaya. As we all know, uh, the worship, uh, the, the knowledge about the Lord, nobody can understand the Lord unless he shares, right? Because he is infinite and we are finite. Everything else comes from the Lord. So we have limitations. How can the limited understand the unlimited unless the unlimited decides to reveal? So the Lord reveals himself, his the knowledge enough for us to come back to Godhead to four people, to uh, Lakshmi Devi, to Lord Brahma, to Lord Shiva and to the four Kumaras. And from there the Sampradayas come, as we know, Shri Sampradaya, Brahma Sampradaya, then there is Kumara Sampradaya and Rudra Sampradaya. And we, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, fall under the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. So it's coming from Lord Brahma and Madhva, Madhvacharya, Shripad Madhvacharya, that lineage, and Madhavendra Puri came in that line. So it was not Gaudiya. Because Shripad Madhavendra Puri, he initiated Ishwara Puri, who in turn initiated Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it became the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. So, it added some flavors into it. Like that. Of course, he is the Supreme Lord himself, so it was by his own choice to choose the Sampradaya. He could have come in any Sampradaya. But right now, today, uh, it is only the Sri Sampradaya and the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya who are active in preaching. The Rudra and the I mean, Nimbarka Swami from uh, the uh, the Kumara Sampradaya and uh, Vishnu Swami from the Rudra Sampradaya. They were the last known great powerful personalities who preached the true knowledge. But for us, we are lucky to have uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then in, through his prediction, Prabhupada and so many others, right? So, uh, Sripad Madhvacharya, he was so absorbed in the mercy of or in the or in the name of the lord that even when nobody was there he would always be chanting and dancing you know we need a congregation to chant and dance to build our consciousness but shripad those who are like pure devotees another devotees they don't need anything external to connect their consciousness with the lord so he was never dependent on externals to to feel devotional so he would always visit various uh, dhams, the holy dhams. And one time he visited uh, Sri Vrindavan dham. And when he came to Vrindavan, like most of us do when we go to Vrindavan, what do we do? We do the parikrama, the Govardhan parikrama. It's a must. It's a, it's a recommendation, but all devotees do it. And it should be done. So, Madhavendra Puri, when he completed the parikrama, he was, when he was doing the parikrama, he was sitting uh, under a tree at, near the Govinda Kunda. And he had, being very humble, he had a characteristic that he would never ask for anything 
food or if it comes, he will take it. You know, he was like that level of devotion. And as he was sitting, uh, a young boy, very beautiful young boy came to him with a pot of milk and said that, Madhavendra Puri, please have this pot of milk. Uh, he said, uh, and he started speaking, he said that in this village, nobody goes hungry. So we want anybody who is not taking, we want to come and give. And Madhavendra Puri says, how do you know that I am hungry or I am fasting? He said, because while you were coming on the Kuvind Kund, there were some women who were washing clothes and they saw that you are like famished or thirsty. And they told me that take some milk to this old Baba, you know. He said, now please drink this and I'll come tomorrow to take this pot of milk. Saying this, the boy disappeared. Madhavendra Puri drank that nectarian milk. <laughs> and as he was, that night when he was sleeping, he got a dream and the same boy appeared to him and said that, you know, Madhavendra Puri, I want a small help from you. I am actually buried under some bushes and I have been there for many, many thousands of years. So please come and remove me from that place because I am tired of this heat, the rain, the cold and everything that I am experiencing, you know, being buried, you know, and under the, under the bushes, under the soil. So as then Madhavendra Puri woke up and he realized that it was none other than Krishna who had come to give me this pot of milk. And he immediately ran to the nearby village, which was the village of Aniyor. You know, this is a, we know the pastime of Govardhan, the Lord appearing as Giridhari Govardhan. So the same Lord as Gopalji, you know, he told Madhavendra Puri, please help me come out of that so he, in this village of Aniyor, he went and he called all the people, please come. So they all came and they believed Madhavendra Puri and they all excavated. And lo and behold, they found this beautiful form of the deity with, with one hand like this, you know. Uh, and Madhavendra Puri, he actually just was so ecstatic to see the beautiful form of the Lord. And he was, that it was not just a mere dream, it was true. That the deity has been found, and the descriptions are given where how there was a very elaborate arrangement made by Madhavendra Puri to uh, worship this deity. First of all, like we know, you know, from the Vidhi point of view, the Lord was bathed because he was feeling hot. He was bathed with like hundreds of pots of water from Govindakund. Then the Pancha Gavya, you know, which is uh, milk, yogurt, ghee. Cow, cow dung and cow urine, everything coming from the source of mother uh, mother cow's body, Panchagavya. Then Panchamrita also, like we do in Abhishekam. Milk, ghee, yogurt, juice and uh, honey. So all this was offered and fragrant oils were offered and beautiful dressing. And then Madhurindapuri established the worship on the top of Govardhan Hill of Gopalji. And it is said that for two years, continuously, every day, People from surrounding villages and nearby provinces, that time there were provinces, would come and make unlimited amount of offerings because he was in the form of Giridhari, right? Annakut, Aniyor. So the, 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 
the culture the, the custom that became was make unlimited amounts of prasadam and come and offer and of course we know that now this deity is in jaipur has worshipped as Srinathji deities you know the same beautiful deities that were worshipped by Sripad Madhavendra Puri. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is glorifying Madhavendra Puri that he had three dreams like this. The first dream was about this. And what we were reading today, you know, the Swapana, his second dream that Madhavendra Puri had was after a couple of years when this beautiful worship of Gopalji was being established, he got a dream again saying, and Gopalji again came in his dream saying that I'm still feeling the heat. I'm not fully cooled down. So only you can do this service. Please go to uh, Orissa. It was called Utkara, Utkalakhand at that time. And get the best of the Chandans in the Malaya forests, which is used actually. And come and offer it to me. And then I will feel fully satisfied. So Sripad Madhavendra Puri, he went. And that time, as just for our understanding, to get the understanding right, there was nothing. It is like 16th century. There was no trains, there was nothing. I don't know, maybe even bullock carts. But how much will you go? Like thousand miles on a bullock cart. So it was, they would take, you know, such pure devotees of the Lord. Whatever they get an instruction, they will just follow. There was no such uh, constraint as to what, whether I should do it or whether I can do it or not. As soon as you get it, they are there, you know. So he walked that many miles and uh, eventually he reached the outskirts of this province. And there the quick story is that he first stayed at the house of Sri Advaita Acharya and he initiated him uh, as, as one of the his disciples. And from there he uh, went to Remuna. So Remuna is a place where there is a very beautiful temple. It is again a little distance away. Actually the last station, not last, sorry, there is a station called Ramuna from where you can go to Puri. Like when we went first in 2000, I remember the first time we went, we went to Ramuna. And from there you have to change trains or things like that. So when Ramuna, there is a beautiful deity of Gopinath. So Madhavendra Puri came, he reached this place and he had heard about this beautiful deity. So he came to Remuna and there he had heard that the deity worship and the kind of uh, offerings are made are very special. So he went and he learned that at right at this moment there are 12 pots of kheer that is being offered and that kheer was very special. It was called Amrita Keli, means like nectar or actually nectar. So these 12 pots were offered to Gopinath. And Madhavendra Puri in his mind was thinking, Oh, this sweet, this, this is so nectarian. I've heard about it. If only I get to taste it, I will know how we can prepare it for my Gopalji. You know? So as he was thinking, he suddenly caught himself saying, thinking, Oh my God, what a big offense I have done. Even before the deity is offered the boga, I actually in my own mind am thinking I should be tasting it. So I did such a big commit. I committed such a big offense. And he just ran out of the temple saying, I am not worthy of being here. That was his humility. And he ran and went and said, I am going to not eat anything today. I am going to sleep under a tree. 
and he ran away. And again that night, uh, lo and behold, the pujari who had made the offerings to the deities, uh, he had a dream. And in that dream, Gopinath, the same deity form appeared and said, you know what? I have actually stolen one pot and kept it behind a curtain. So please, I want you to go right now, off timing, off peak, even though the deities are resting, otherwise you shouldn't be entering the altar. He said, I wanted to come and pick up that pot and go and give it to my great devotee, Sripad Madhavendra Puri. And this person, the Pujari was so excited that I'll get to see such a personality for whom the Lord has kept the Kheer pot, you know. And he went and lo and behold, he found the pot there. And he immediately ran. He was running all over the place saying, Madhavendra Puri, Madhavendra Puri, where are you? He was trying to see where he is. And finally he found him under a tree. And he woke him up and said, please have this. And Madhavendra Puri was, what is this and why are you giving it to me? And he shared this pastime and he was, he just offered his prostrated dandavats to Madhavendra Puri that such a great personality for whom the Lord personally stole and of course, from that time, that deity was known as Hirchur Gopinath. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful. I mean, if we should pray that we should all get chance to go to these places often. You know, such a beautiful. I had the mercy by the uh, causeless mercy of Guru Maharaj, Radhanath Maharaj. He takes the disciples to Yatra. So I got a chance to go in 2000. It was the Rathi Yatra, and then also before that, we visited these because they are very close by. That time, and we all tasted that Amrita Kele. It was really out the, out of the world taste. So that is how. And and Madhavendra Puri's uh, his uh, mindset was that now that this has happened to me, I have to run out of this village because people will start glorifying me. So that is the humility of of pure devotees that they don't want any glorification. It is the symptom. Of being a, what is called as a, a kanishta, uh, that we crave some kind of glorification. It has to be done. As far as leaders are concerned, we have to glorify, we have to encourage. But as far as we are concerned, we shouldn't be expecting, you know. Otherwise it becomes like a, uh, you know, it can cause problems in terms of even relationships where we feel, why is this person not understanding how great I am? You know, like that. So, glorification. And, and Sripad Madhavendra Puri, um, he actually ran from there also. That I don't want anybody to worship. But by the time he reached Puri, the word had already spread that this is the person for whom the Lord had stolen Kheer. And he was worshipped and he didn't want it. But you know, sometimes that is the... That is the transcendental exchange, as Krishna says, Ye prapadyante, tam Those who are pure devotees, meaning for them, they love the Lord more than themselves. That is the benchmark. If we have the consciousness that we love the Lord more than ourselves and anything related to us or our bodies, then we are at that stage where the Lord is also always looking to glorify us and we are looking to glorify the Lord. Like that. So, the Lord does not leave any opportunity to glorify such devotees. So, he was always, you know, that 
reputation was following Shripad Madhavendra Puri. And then of course the story goes that he eventually got the, the, the sandalwood and camphor, like 82 pounds of sandalwood and some 8 ounces of camphor which is mixed in the right proportion to, you know, create that lape. And it was actually a big risk because at that time there were dacoids and there was taxes and all the stuff that till you go back to Vrindavan, he took the risk, he could even be killed. But as he came back from Puri and again he halted in the same Kirchur Gopinath temple, the third dream appeared where, where the Lord again came to his dream and said that, Gopalji came to his dream and said that, I want you to offer me this sandalwood and camphor on the Gopinath deity itself. You don't have to bring it all the way to Gopalji, Srinathji in Vrindavan. It is going to be equivalent. Just offer me this here itself and I will be cooled down. So he immediately told the pujaris and they all accepted because by then they knew the glory of Sripad Madhavendra Puri. And then it is said that Madhavendra Puri did not leave the place till daily this was offered and the whole Chandan and the camphor was over till that time he was staying there and he offered this wonderful service to the uh, to the deities of Sripad Madhavendra Puri uh, of, of Sri Gopinath. So such is the glory of, of, of Sri Madhavendra Puri and his appearance day is next Sunday. So we should definitely pray that we also get that kind of love and reciprocation. And then the second story, I mean there's a lot but I'll speak one more um, because it is also the an important day next Sunday. Uh, Sripad Gopalabhatta Goswami. You know, so these are one of the six Goswamis as we know. And he was, just as Madhavendra Puri was from the Madhva Sampradaya, uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami was from the Sri Sampradaya. You know? And his his father Venkata Bhatta was a very wonderful pujari of Sri Rangam, as Sri Rangam, Lord Ranganath, Vishnu, beautiful form. So there, um, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed there uh, in the South India Yatra, he had wonderful conversations with Venkata Bhatta and he was convinced that Vishnu, Narayan and Krishna are non-different and how the Krishna is a source of everything. And his son Gopala Bhatta, he was very young at that time, was very attracted to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he did not, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not let him join him. He said, after you complete your duties, after Venkata Bhatta left his body, Gopala Bhatta Goswami came to Vrindavan. It was the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to go to Vrindavan. And established the pure bhakti. He told this to six people who eventually went. That was they became the six Goswamis. So Gopal Patta Goswami, similar, he was a great, great Vaishnava. One time when he went to the the river Gandaki, which is flows in Nepal, when he was just filling the pot, it is said that I don't remember. I think six or ten Shaligram Shilas. They flew in. They they came into his pot and he put them back and again they came back in his pot and he realized that probably the Lord wants me to worship. So he took these shilas with him back to Vrindavan and you, we all know how shilas are, right? They usually have a very limited form, you know, almost like a little, uh, sometimes oval, sometimes circular like that and he would worship them. He would actually, it is said that he would keep a, like a, cloth bag around his neck and he would carry them wherever he would go. So he would worship them 
and one time a very wealthy merchant came to vrindavan with very nice dresses beautiful dresses and jewelry and he offered he gave it to uh, gopalabhatta swami and gopalabhatta swami accepted but in his mind he was thinking that these dresses are you know meant for vigras you know how can i offer it to shaligram shila they are very small so in his mind he was thinking how i wish i could have a vigraha form where i can offer these beautiful dhritis i mean the dresses and jewelry and get the pleasure of uh, doing shringar because there is such a great pleasure of doing and then seeing the lord in shringar right so he he thought like that and the very next day to his surprise one of the d- six shaligrams they had manifested in a beautiful krishna form and we all know that is now worshipped as shri radha raman ji such a beautiful you know very cute is the word that comes to my mind when i see those deities every time beautiful form of the lord and it is even said even in that small form he has well formed teeth and well formed nails like that you know beautiful beautiful form of the lord and that gopalbhatta goswami he worshiped after that and the appearance of raman dev radha raman shri radha raman dev ki their appearance is next sunday you know as i said just like this so that is how you know that that form that and once they are there they are permanent like as i said you know most of these deities that uh, we have uh, they were formed they were uh, it is said that lord krishna's great grandson vajranath he had these formed you know and mother uttara uh, when she, because she had seen the lord uh, um she had said that uh, you know these three deities i'll i'll probably come to that later but vrajranath was the one who had established these beautiful deities of the lord uh, in vrindavan and then with time in the 16th century because of the invasion of the moguls uh, most of the deities were moved to jaipur and that's where what it is you know um one more quick story i wanted to share because this is from chaitanya charitamrit is about a very similar reciprocation of the deities is about um the chaitanya mahaprabhu used to love visiting this village called shrikhand which is in west bengal because two of his great devotees would stay narahari sarkar and mukunda sarkar they were brothers mukunda was the younger one and mukunda had a son by the name ragunandan and they had a family deity called gopinath small deity of gopinath and um, one time uh, mukunda as he was going out for some medical uh, uh, purpose he told his young son very young boy that today you have to make the offering to our family deity and make sure that you offer it and make sure that the deity is eat nicely you know and saying this he went and ragunandan was a very young boy and he made the offering and he sat there and he made the offering and he was thinking that why is it that the deity is not eating the prasadam the sorry the bhoga and thinking that something he is doing something wrong he started crying because he thought that i am not fulfilling my father's instruction that the deity has to eat nicely and the food is still there the prasad bhoga sorry is still there so he started crying and he was weeping and saying please eat please eat and lo and behold again by the mercy of the lord's reciprocation 
in the form of the deity, the Lord actually ate the whole prasadam and when uh, the whole bhoga. And when uh, uh, Mukunda Sarkari came back, he said, where is the offering now? I have to eat the prasadam. And he said, the Lord ate it. And he said, what? How can the Lord eat? He thought that being a young boy, he wanted to eat all the things. So he said, and then he said, no, the Lord ate it. He said, if the Lord is going to eat, can you offer this laddu? So they gave him a laddu and said, can you offer this? And they all hid. And he made that offering. And he again very intensely said, please eat it. I want you to finish this laddu. But this time the deity again, but this time he ate the, the laddu half. And, uh, but his mother, Raghunandan's mother and uh, his father, they saw the reciprocation of the deities where actually the deities ate the laddu half and they came and just offered obeisances, you know, and it is said that from that point on, that in that temple in Shrikhanda, the, the deities have like half laddu in their hand always, just to commensurate that beautiful pastime of Raghunandan. And Regarding Raghunanda Thakur, he became known as, he was, there was another like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates were filled with like amazing qualities because they were all Parshadas of the Lord. There was one person by the name Abhiram Thakur. He had a very special whip. If somebody, he whipped somebody with that, that person would become a pure devotee of the Lord. <laughs> that was his power. And he had two more qualities, like one more quality was if he offers Dandavats to any Shila, Shaligram Shila, and if it is not a pure Shila, it will crack. And if he offers Dandavats to a person, and if he is not a pure devotee, that person will die. <laughs> so that was the power of Abhiram Thakur. And when they heard, when it was heard that Raghunandan, the young boy, had done this, Abhiram Thakur wanted to come and offer his obeisances to Raghunandan. And his parents were very afraid that, oh my God, you know, he's just a child. So when the news came that he's coming to offer obeisances, he, they actually tried to hit the boy, hide the boy. But somehow the boy escaped and he went in front of Abhiram Thakur. And Abhiram Thakur actually offered his obeisances to uh, Raghunandan. And nothing happened, obviously. It was such a pure duty. So this is just a few uh, examples of how the deity form of the Lord reciprocate. And uh, just to end real quick in two minutes, as we know, I was going to talk, I mentioned that for us in our Sampradaya, we have the, uh, you know, Sambandha Gyan, Abhideya and uh, Prayojan. And Shri Sri Radha Ramanji, sorry, Shri Sri Radha Madan Mohanji, worshipped by Sanatan Goswami, is our uh, presiding deity of uh, the Sambandha Gyan. Shri Radha Govindji, uh, worshipped by Rupa Goswami, was Abhideya Gyan. Uh, Sambandha means uh, the practice by which our the connection to the Lord is revealed. All of us have a Siddha Swarup, but we don't know it yet. So when we worship that form or in that way, Sanatan Goswami has written two books, Haribhakti Vilas and Brihad Bhagavatamrut. That are supposed to be the books for us to connect Sambandha Gyan. Then there is Abhideya, which is Rupa Goswami, and Prayojan, which is Raghunath Das Goswami, Shishradha Gopinath. And Prayojan means our final love of the Lord. So, these three deities, uh, whenever we go to Vrindavan, we should worship and visit. There are seven main temples, but these three at a minimum. And we should definitely fill our consciousness with how the deities reciprocate uh, with the de- pure devotees. We are not there yet, but in our little way, 
we all have experienced the the reciprocation of the Lord in the form of His deities. So, we hope that Shri Kalachanji gives us this opportunity to uh, increase the volume of reciprocation between us and Him and help us worship Him forever. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Shradha Kalachanji Bhagwan Ki. Yes, bro. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned, Prana uh, Pratishta, invoking the presence of the Lord in the deity form means it's like when you invite somebody formally. Uh, you are responsible for their care. So, Pran Pradishta, as I said, Pancharatrika Vidimvina Ekantiki. So, that is a very, very high standards. Um, especially, I mean, Srila Prabhupada has told us that uh, for Grahastha's deity worship is important because slowly but surely it tunes our consciousness to start worshipping. Like, initially we may not have that level of connect. But it gradually grows on us. Like all of us have experienced that. the Our own deities, the love of our own deities grows on us. So, because we cannot have Pran Pratishta deities, there is this concept of Prem Pratishta, where, especially in Grahastha Ashram, uh, you know, we, we may not be able to follow those standards which are there here. I mean, so that's why the concept of Prem Pratishta is that out of your love, you are just requesting you don't really do all the vidis that are done to invoke. It, that doesn't mean that the Lord is not present. <laughs> if we think that this is just Prem Pratishta deities and the Lord is not present, that is, that it defeats you, you are starting on the wrong footing, you know. Our consciousness should be that slowly but surely we are developing that love for the deities. And same thing, ye yathamam prapadyante tamsatheva bhajamayam. To the extent we uh, exhibit that level of consciousness to that extent the Lord is ready to reciprocate to us through the deity form. So that is how the Prem Pratishta is there within our uh, Sampradaya, uh, very much allowed. Uh, initially uh, many, up to many years it was understood and thought that Radha Krishna deity shouldn't be there. Prabhupada usually would recommend Gaurnitai deities and of course Jagannath Ji, most of the devotees in our communities and Sampradaya worship Lord Jagannath or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But we do have Radha Gopinath deities also. I mean Radha, Radha Krishna deities also. So uh, that's that's the thing. That Pran Prem Pratishta is definitely there. Does that answer your question? So, yes, Mahaji. So, um, again, I, I'm also finding the answer to it, but I can just share a few things that I can think of. Um, obviously, um, within our spiritual practices, uh, we, we know the importance of Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. So, observing our Guru, uh, you know, helps us build that consciousness. Like I have seen, like most of Prabhupada's disciples who are now our Gurus, 
the way they like Prabhupada himself, if we see the old videos of Prabhupada, how he would actually cry tears when he would see the disciples dancing in front of the deities and many, many instances when the installation ceremony was happening, he would just get stunned. He would not speak for a long time. He would go in a trance, you know. So just observing uh, first his guru, you know, our the uh, the consciousness with which they they reciprocate or worship the, the deities. That is inspiring enough for us, right? That is first thing. And then sadhu, same thing. The Vaishnavas, there are within within our uh, uh, knowledge, there will be some devotees who will have that little extra faith and devotion than us to the deities. Like I know, uh, you know, some devotees, they are not no longer here. They are not in Dallas. They are in Bloomington. And uh, they are probably not even in the U.S. But they had such a natural uh, love and inclination and faith for the deities. Even if it's like a small Gopalji deity, they had a very special consciousness towards them. So I, for a beginning, did not have that. Uh, I don't still don't have it fully, but I see that whenever I hear them speak about their deities or they, uh, the way they worship, you know, it's, it comes very naturally. They go out in the market they will first think of what can I get for my deities, then before thinking of what I get for myself, you know. So that kind of a consciousness. So if we associate with such people slowly but surely, we also realize, oh, I should also be doing something like that. And that is sadhana bhakti, right? We are not at prema bhakti level. Sadhana bhakti means just do it. Nike stole our slogan, but actually we we formed it. Just do it. <laughs> we have to just do it, sadhana bhakti. You know, whether we have the taste or not, like that. So that is sadhu. And then, of course, Shastra. Uh, the more we read, the more we relish these pastimes. Like, like our, uh, by Prabhupada's mercy, our uh, books are full of, like I had probably five more stories that I had thought I could speak, but we didn't get time. So there are so many uh, wonderful, wonderful reciprocations and stories so the more we hear and absorb ourselves in that, the more our consciousness builds. And that's how I feel that we can develop. And of course, praying, uh, praying to, as I said, Sripad Madhavendra Puri coming Sunday and any any day for that matter. All our Vaishnava calendar is full of appearance and disappearance of these great personalities. So on these days, they are very holy and active. Um, uh, and of course, our deity. So. We just pray uh, that please, you know, give me that uh, the same, if not the same, probably 10% of that consciousness. And then we will. Uh, and one more thing that comes to my mind is visiting the dhams. I feel dhams have extremely, like it's like a powerful detergent, I feel like that, you know. And quick, within a very short span of time, our consciousness gets Elevated to a very high level. So visiting these places, uh, whether it is Sri Vrindavan Dham, you know, uh, the, uh, the story of, I mean, the, in, in Udipi Krishna, Krishna, Udipi Krishna, the story of Kanaka, where he was in Shudra and he could not actually, he would come and sing bhajans for the Lord, but being a Shudra, he was not allowed inside and he would sing from a small hole looking and he could only see the back of the deity and he would still sing. But, one day when the pujari came, he saw that the deity had changed. The, the deity had changed direction to look in the direction of that hole where Kanaka is singing the kirtans, you know. 
So that is why this space is now called Kanakadindi. You know? uh, so there are so many beautiful uh, places in the dhams where the deity is reciprocated. So if we go there and absorb those pastimes, I'm sure we will build that consciousness. I, I, Mataji, just uh, usually when I uh, listen to my Guru Mahārāj, like in, on Iskon Desire Tree, you have it by themes. You can literally choose a folder which says uh, glories of the Acharyas. Most of these come in the glories of the Acharyas because the reciprocation of deities happen with the Acharyas. So there, you know, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, Raghunath Goswami, all these six Goswamis, you will see most of these Beautiful reciprocations in that. Madhav, you had a question. I see him holding his hand for a long time. Yes. What? Town of Shrikhand had to do with Shrikhand? That's what you're asking? No, it is much more than that. Shrikhand, you're talking about the sweet Shrikhand. Yeah, if you go there, you can get Shrikhand also. <laughs> but no, it's not named out of that. Shri means Mother Lakshmi and Khanda means a place. So it's an auspicious way to name a place, Shri Khanda, you know, like that. But, yeah. But whenever you go to the Dham, it is nectarian to our tongue and as our consciousness both. So. Alright, I think we'll stop here. Thank you very much. Nantraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shri Sarada Gopinath Ki Jai, Shri Kalasanji Bhagwan Ki Jai.